Christmas Eve 2020. Who would have thought it, eh? Um, it's something really special about Christmas Eve. Um, I've got great memories as a kid of having sang carols at the hospital, because my dad was a hospital chaplain, and just walking home, and it was always dead quiet. I always remember it being so quiet, no one was out and about, and it always felt like it was just us. And there was times where it was so, there was times where um, it was fairly quiet, like kind of just cold, but it was always quiet. And I remember there's that feeling of peace, you know, at this time of the year, like on this day, at, at this kind of evening time. It's very different to maybe the next day when things got a whole lot busier. But, you know, kids are in bed, kind of suddenly presents are wrapped, TV's off, whatever. And they just remember that feeling of peace. And I hope that as you join with us today, that you know the peace of God um, in your life. And um, as we spend a bit of time thinking about hope, I pray that you know hope. And um, what's the present that you remember the most? Whether it's a present that you've received recently or even a present that you received when you were a kid. What's that present? Tell the person next to you or whoever's around you. What was the present that you remember the most? Was it a super expensive present? Was it a present that was unexpected? Was it a present that was sentimental? Was it a present that just showed that somebody was thinking about you? And I remember receiving a PlayStation 2 when I was younger. And I remember that feeling, that emotion that it was quite overwhelming because it was unexpected. Um, it was all of a sudden, this was ours, it was brand new. It wasn't a games console that had been passed down or handed down, you know, that someone very generously gave it to us, but it was ours. And I remember that feeling, my brother and I, as we shared this present, this PlayStation 2, I remember that, that, that overwhelming sense of, wow, generosity, wow, unexpected, wow, this is ours. I remember that feeling. And you know, it's funny the things that have worth to us, isn't it? The things that have value, whether it's a memory or an actual thing. You know, we don't have the PlayStation anymore, but that feeling is value. Um, it's things that can sometimes be picked up by one, and one, one person, you know, and thrown away by another. Something that's important to you might not be as important to me. I'm very much somebody who, unless it's bolted down, <laughs> I'll get rid of it. Moving a house or even recently moving offices, um, the phrase just get rid of it has kind of, you know, been used a lot. Um, looking around, you know, what are the things that we need? What are the things that are kind of, that we should keep? What are the things maybe we should donate? You know, what are the things we just need to get rid of? Um, it's brought some interesting conversations just because my wife is somebody who tends to keep a lot. Um, she's somebody who has a lot of stuff that you know, to any other person might not have a lot of value. And um, she's got things like a bit of tinfoil that I remember wrapping up a present one year when we were dating. She's still got that bit of tinfoil. And um, she's somebody who has got all the birthday cards that our boys have ever been given. Um, it's just a box just full of cards. And uh, she's got um, this bit of ribbon, right? Bit of ribbon that she one day, she took a, a, an engagement ring off to wash her hands or something, I don't know what. Forgot to put it back on, she left it at home. And so I just thought, oh, there's a bit of random ribbon, you know, a bit of string or whatever it was. Tie it, make a little knot. There you go, darling. We're still engaged, you know. Do you know she's still got that ribbon nearly 14 years later? Do you know things that might have no monetary value, you're not going to get a lot for it on eBay, but they have a whole lot of worth. Do you know, it's often been heard through the pandemic, you know. It's highlighted the jobs that make the nation work. 
It's highlighted the jobs that are not always celebrated, haven't always had a whole lot of worth or value attached to them, but suddenly we've discovered they have a whole load of value, a whole lot of worth. They've become significantly important. And, you know, a round of applause for each and every one of you. It's given us a new perspective, hasn't it? It's given us a new sense of appreciation of value and importance. Um, one of the things that I love at Christmas, not just the food or, you know, time with family, but sitting around the dinner table. I love that. You know, our dinner table is a real precious place in our household. And I love just sitting around the dinner table and seeing what conversation comes from it. And sometimes you sit at dinner tables where they have these little kind of games, cards, questions, just to get the conversation going. You know, things like, you know, if you could be whatever, you know, what would you be? You know, if you could have whatever present, what would you have? I don't know, right? Things like, I'll tell you what. If you could have anyone to your dinner, like party, sitting now, who would you have? Um, Aunt and Deck. I have Aunt and Deck. I think they're quite funny. Um, Jürgen Klopp. Jürgen Klopp. Yes, Jürgen Klopp. Uh, manager of Liverpool. Big Liverpool fan. I think it would be really interesting. And the Queen. The Queen just popped about. I would love to sit and chat with the Queen. The amount of wealth and wisdom and experience that woman must have. Oh, yes. Be a random dinner table. It would be like a weird, very eclectic, but yes. Um, or even just questions like who do you, who, where would you want to get invited to? You know, big fancy state dinners, Buckingham Palace, Checkers. Um, I always say that because Bird and Kate got invited. You said I'm just allowed, you know, Prime Minister Summer Residence, I'll be honest. Uh, you know, some big fancy restaurant. Um, Dinner on the Shard, or is that place? Yeah, who knows? I'm not very cultured. Um, uh, some, some like uh, restaurant that is owned by some big wig celebrity chef, you know, personally hand cooked dinner. Yes, somewhere like that. Or even just a person's house that you know. Um, you know, Simon and Sue Young, one of the elder and his wife um, in our church, get invited to their house for dinner. It's a good cook. Good cut. <laughs> um, but, you know, just that invitation, you know, when you're invited somewhere, when you receive it, you know, you open it up and it's, you're invited. It's, it's actually, you know, it's really special, isn't it? You know, my favourite bit of the Christmas story is the shepherds. Always been the shepherds. I don't know why, if it's just because of the tea towel on your head as a kid or just the invitation, the way that the shepherds were invited to bear witness to the Messiah's birth. And, um, you know, they, they're sitting around, uh, shepherds watch their flocks at night, you know, they're sitting around, sheep are doing what sheep do, sleep, eat, whatever, I don't know, um, and it's quiet, that peaceful sense, Christmas Eve, you know, that peaceful sense, and then boom, out of nowhere, this angel, boom, suddenly appears, you know, and tells them, uh, today in this town of David, a saviour has been born, he is the Messiah, the Lord. But that's not just it. Boom! Another whole host of angels appear in the sky. A choir of angels singing all these songs. And then just gone. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> you just imagine. Imagine. And in Luke 2, verse 15, it says, When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. <laughs> Imagine that conversation. Shall we, shall we go? Shall we, shall we go to just see what these guys are just told, tell us about? You know, should we get a, you know, watch the sheep? Barry, you stay behind, you watch the sheep. We're just going to check out the Messiah. 
You know, this group of guys have just been invited to witness the Messiah's birth. The Messiah, the, some, the one who would change it all. The one that the Jews had been waiting for, that had been prophesied about. The Messiah has been born today. This group of ragtag men, the outcasts, the one not treated very well, and not a lot of worth placed into that role, they were invited. See, an invitation is an important thing. Not only just because it gives you information about where you need to be at what time, what's your dress, blah, blah, blah. But an invitation is significant because it tells you that you're wanted. It tells you that I want you to come and be a part. And there's nothing quite like that feeling of being wanted. It's a powerful emotion. There's a lot of worth in receiving one. See, the statement inviting the shepherds to be the first to witness the Messiah is huge. People whose society may not have placed a whole lot of worth or value were suddenly thrust into a story that would be told countless times over the generations. How would they have felt? How you? How would you have felt? How would you feel being invited, be the first to come and be a part, the first to witness? Well, we do know what they did. See, suddenly, if you read on in that chapter, it says that they were so amazed, they went around telling everyone. They went around praising God. Watching their shepherd, their sheep flocks at night, you know, so all of a sudden, running around, telling everyone they've seen the Messiah, what they've witnessed, singing praises. See, it changed them. They were completely changed. This hope that they suddenly seen, this hope that they have been witness to, it brought worth their life. And it changed them. I don't know about you, but do you feel worthy? Do you feel a value? We find our value in loads of things, don't we? We find our value in our relationship, you know, the stuff that we have, our job, how we look. You know, even our role within the church. You know, we've not been able to do those roles recently, have we? And so we're in this place where it's all of a sudden, how do I feel? How, how I can't do the things that I do that normally may give me a sense of worth and gee, uh, we can't do them. Where does that leave us? See, regardless of how you feel, regardless of how you see yourself, you are invited you're invited to come. Come and witness the Messiah. You are of value. You have worth. Jesus was named Emmanuel because it means God with us. God with you. I am valued. You are valued. We are valued. See, we're all invited. Regardless of class, profession, position, we are invited. This precious baby, the saviour, the messiah has come. God's love poured out for each and every one of us because you have value. And I pray that knowing that hope changes you, that it brings a real sense of worth to your life because God loves you and he loves you so much that he was willing to leave heavenly realms, to come down, to humble himself, to be born as a boy, as a man, to be born, laid in a manger, because he loves you, because you 
are valued. You are worth. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this story of hope. I thank you for your son, Jesus. I thank you for God with us, Emmanuel. Lord, I thank you for the invitation to come. Lord, an invitation that you give, and you give, and you give. And Lord, I pray that today, this year, this Christmas, would be a time where we receive. We receive your love. We receive the value that you see in us, that we receive that. And Lord, I pray that out of that, Lord, that we would see one another in that same way. Lord, you say, love our neighbour as we love ourselves. And Lord, that truth that is true for me is true for them. And I pray that you would help me to love my neighbour in that same way, to see people of worth and value. And Lord, I pray that that would bring such hope to our world, such hope to our nation, such hope to our communities. Bless us, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, I hope you have a very Merry Christmas and we look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.